Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Shadows on the Ship. too goddamn much to ask for. Juno, Vespa, please. It is if that apology's a lie. I didn't do anything wrong. You're the one. Ransom is injured because you didn't do your job. You were supposed to be on lookout. What the hell happened? Oh, and such an injury it was. My toe, my poor toe. It's broken in nine places, you cad. You brute. Ah, that's barely even an injury. Why should I care? Uh, maybe because it's your goddamn job to care. You're our doctor. And not much of one, I might add. <sighs> Buddy, are you serious? You're really gonna let him talk about me like that? Vespa, we discussed this. <laughs> we discussed when you're on duty as my partner, and when you're on duty as my captain, yeah, but I don't remember the part where these jerks get to abuse me however much they want. Oh, that's great. Cool. I'm glad everything's fair and equal aboard the good ship carte blanche. So now, nobody gets to criticize the captain's pet, huh? That's the score we're looking at? Well, it isn't as though Vespa could make it onto the carte blanche through her own merits. A half-rate doctor and a third-rate assassin with only a quarter of a mind left to speak of. Buddy! Enough! You're embarrassing yourselves. Juno, Pete will receive appropriate care from Vespa. Beyond that, an apology is not her role aboard this ship. Ha! And Vespa, stop it. You know what position this puts me in, so mind yourself, please. Oh, Captain, there's no need to be so harsh with her. We can't blame the animal for nipping every once in a while. Now, if we can continue our business... That's it? Really? You don't have anything to say to Ransom? Why would I have something to say to Ransom? I didn't do anything wrong, after all. With a competent doctor, one who could think as quickly as she did in her prime, I would be on my feet again right now. Listen to him! I don't care whether you're my partner or my captain, bud. You can't let him talk to me that way. Listen to... Buddy looks away from me and down at the floor. It's only for a second, but I know what that look means. And then I remember, Ransom can't be here. He's back in the infirmary sedated. He broke his leg. I look back at him, smug as all hell. <laughs> then I close my eyes, shake my head once, twice. <laughs> and when I open them again, he's gone. Is this what happened down on Hella? You're on lookout, you see something? Shut up, Steel! I was just asking you a question. And now you're done asking it. I think you ought to be done talking, too, while you're in the business of wrapping things up. Thanks, bud. And you too, Vespa. I called this meeting, and I've hardly had space for two words. The floor is mine. You could at least let me set foot on it. But, buddy... I said that's enough! <laughs> Vespa's condition is not relevant. She was distracted as lookout, yes. But we would have been in and out of that storage facility 15 minutes before if you hadn't bickered with her, Juno. And then we would never have needed a lookout in the first place. Some court where the judge and jury are in bed with the defendant. No, wait, I, I didn't mean it that way. Uh... Regardless, there is no defendant here, and this is not a court. This is a family that you both agreed to join knowing full well the social entanglements at play. I warned you then that this would get complicated, and now that it has, you can't go running to Mommy. That goes for you too, Vespa. I told you my plan. I made what modifications I could based on your concerns, and you agreed to where we've ended up. If you don't like that I sometimes have to wear the captain's hat, I'm not sure what to tell you. Because the hat looks very good on me, I think. 
It would be a jaunty thing with a big feather, I'd imagine. Something that looks very impressive as I stand statuesque upon the prow. Enough joking around, Captain. If you've got a point, just make it. All right, then. The two of you have been suspended from our next job. What? What? But we're going after the book next, aren't we? That's the last thing we need. The server farm they're keeping the book in is airtight. It took you weeks to figure out a way in, and you need me. You can't just throw out all that work. As captain, and as my own individual, I can throw out whatever of my own work I choose. What I can't throw out is my crew. And you two make up a pivotal role in the current plan. Oh, isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> <laughs> You do not have to like each other. But when I said that cooperation was the glue that held my plans together, those were not just nice words. And until the both of you can act like professionals, you are a bigger threat to us than any law enforcement agency. Oh, it's too much. Please, I can't take anymore. Is that understood? Sure, fine. And Vespa? Oh, please, do go ahead, good doctor. Admit to the love of your life that you're just as much... No, that you're more of a child than you were in your heyday. Vespa? Typical. I close my eyes, shake my head once, twice. But he's not going that easy this time. (sighs) Tell her, and see how long she stays. Your damaged goods, Vespa. An echo of the woman she fell in love with, small and getting smaller with every reverberation, has been dead weight. Why are you even here, Vespa Ilke? (gasps) Vespa, are you all right? I have to be alone. Private, private time. (laughs) If I knew using the damn bathroom would get me out of this meeting, I would have just... Vespa's condition is not relevant. It's the first time I've heard Buddy say that. So how many times has she said it behind my back? How many times have I been talking to a wall for 20 minutes, everyone too embarrassed to tell me, and then when I leave, Bud can finally say, Vespa's condition is not relevant. Victor, come inside. Always be together, Vespa. Captain's pet. Someone ought to put you on a goddamn leash. The hardest thing about visual and auditory hallucinations, like the medical handbook calls them, isn't when you hallucinate a thousand spiders climbing out of the bathtub drain. It's when the spiders are actually there, and you're letting them crawl all over you because you think they're just in your head. You can't know what's real, is my point. This conversation I'm having, is it actually happening? Will I get that faraway look from everyone around me, that keep your distance from the wounded animal look if I try to bring it up later? I've never been wrong in my medical work. Bud is proud of me for that. But what she doesn't get, what nobody gets, is the price that comes at. Looking at everyone and everything through gauze. Questioning every meal and word and kiss. Because if you can't trust your own goddamn eyes, how are you supposed to know if anything you see is real? And it's exhausting. I'm just tired. It's a little quieter in my room. A little. Boy, come inside. Rice is getting cold. Some voices are stickier than others. Closing my eyes and shaking my head doesn't always work. I know you're sick of it. But it's what we have. 
Now be Victor. That isn't me. I never was, even when I answered to that name. My name is Vespa LK, and what those voices say is fake. It's all fake. It's gone. <gasps> you can change your face, name, life. You can even change your mind. But you can't change out your brain. So if the parts are half melted from years of radiation, <laughs> good luck, sucker. Vespa, you're still awake. Private time? It's been hours, darling. It's nearly midnight. Oh. Oh, right. Are you coming to bed, love? The hallucinations are always the worst in the early morning and night, when I'm too exhausted to fight them off. I'm pretty sure that's how I diagnose someone else, but... Isn't that convenient, you know? The doctor prescribing herself a few less chores. Another hour of shut-eye. I see their faces when I head off to bed. Their suspicion and their pity. I don't know which is worse. Hallucinations are worse when I'm stressed, too. So this, going to bed with Buddy angry beside me, not even willing to fight it out, it's a recipe for a long night. It's a recipe for a hell of a show. That doesn't mean I'm not surprised when I see the show, though. Just outside my bedroom window. <gasps> Vespa? Is everything all right? There's a man standing on the hull of our ship. Tall, thin. Back to me. He has a big bag slung over his shoulder that shines like it's made of spider webs. And, oh yeah, he's not wearing a spacesuit just sticking out from the side of the carte blanche like the wall is his floor. Like anything's his floor in a place with no gravity. He turns, and for a second, I see his face. It's Ransom. He takes a few steps across the carte blanche and towards its underside. His gray clothes billow in a breeze that isn't there. Starlight shines off his oiled-up hair. Broken leg doesn't seem to be bothering him. Neither does the total lack of air. That's how I know I'm seeing things. It's easier when they just make no sense. I close my eyes, shake my head twice, open them again. He's gone. Complete lunatic. Unbelievable. And that's when I make my decision, finally. Vespa. I'm okay, bud. I can take care of myself. All right. Good night, love. Night. I want to beg Buddy to forgive me. I want to beg her to believe I'll never get in her way again. And I want to beg her to drop me off on some rock and forget about me. But she needs her sleep, and I know better than to listen to those voices. So I lie down, and until I fall asleep, I think of how I'm going to tell Buddy what I've decided once morning comes. I'm out, Bud. I'm more trouble than I'm worth, and I'm too sick to be useful to anybody. Find me a planet with a hotel and a psych ward, because my career as a thief ends today. Vespa? Vespa? Damn, kid. Victor, where are you? Vespa! Ah! <laughs> 
Bud? Bud? You there? Buddy? Buddy? Late at night. Buddy isn't in bed. Probably in the bathroom, I think. And when I open the door and look down the hall, I can see the bathroom light is on. But when I go to knock, the door's unlocked. It opens, and Buddy isn't there. She left you, kid. About time, too. That's not true. Maybe now we'll actually get something done around here. Shut up, Steel. Hey, maybe if you can't handle the truth, you I shouldn't said, be- I shut up! <sighs> Nobody here. Just talking to myself again. Great. Hi, love. Quickly. Right. It's about time one of the voices in my head had something useful to say. Being a good assassin is all about research, info-gathering. Becoming invisible is as easy as knowing where all the shadows are. Killing someone is as easy as knowing they and your knife will be in the same place at the same time. And knowing they deserve it. But that's just to keep the nausea down. But I don't know a thing now, except that I'm really creeped out. So I tuck myself through the nearest doorway, into the medical ward, and I wait dark shape like a rat comes around the corner, flicks around at the edges of my vision. I close my eyes, shake my head, and it's gone. Then I come around the corner. Little kid me, dressed all wrong, blast textile overalls and no shirt. <laughs> Feet wet with Rangian pond muck. Close eyes, shake head, gone. And then he comes no matter how many times I shake my head, he won't disappear. Ransom. Ransom, are you in there? But as much as I hate to see Steel, the thing that really sets me off is when I look over my shoulder for the man Steel's calling for, but he isn't there. Ransom's bed is empty. He was heavily sedated with a broken leg, but now he's just gone. And now I'm really sweating. Ransom, damn it, if you could at least answer your comms. Steel's holding a gun. And I can't get the image of Ransom outside my window out of my head. Imagination gets away from me for a second. Ransom faked his injury. Now he and Steele are in cahoots rubbing across the carte blanche, finding Buddy. Bang, bang, bang! <sighs> but that's just paranoia. I have to put that stuff away. I took Ransom's x-rays. The leg is broken. And it's not like he has a motive. There are ways to fake an x-ray, and I remember Buddy saying once in the dark and private something about Ransom having debts. Big, big debts. Ransom? Ah! <laughs> the hell are you doing here? This is the medical ward, and I'm the doctor, you idiot! What's with the gun? I, I, I don't know. You pulled a knife. After you pulled the gun? But you knife! That gun! How is that? How should I know? Where's Ransom? How should I know? Whoa! I'll deal, deal with you later! Damn it, you get back here! I'm panicking. That means my eyes and ears are full of things that shouldn't be there. But I'm good at sorting to reality, I am. So I keep my eye on Steel and I follow him step for step. Do I think he did this? No. But do I trust him to fix it? Hell no! We're outside the ship's helm, close to where Sikuliak is shouting, when the carte blanche begins to shake. Whoa! Uh. What the hell was that? It 
sounded like something tearing. Tearing? Are you completely not correct? Because I heard an explosion. I know what I heard. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll just have to see. Oh, just shut up. The hell? The door's locked. Sikoliak! Jet, you in there? He's definitely in there. Help me break this door down. What? You want him to disappear like the others? No, but if it's locked, he probably has a reason. Then help me bust the damn thing down already! Alright. Sounded like that snapped the lock. Alright, one more. In three, two, one. That door opened by itself, right? You saw that? Then wouldn't we? Oh, hello. Uh, hi, big guy. So you're not going to brain us, then? If it would help our current situation, I might. I thought you were the invader. Invader? Come inside and close the door. Quickly. Now that the lock is broken, we are each other's best hope for survival. All right, big guy. It sounds like you know something. Yes. An invader. Or several of them. The car Blanche has been handling oddly since we left the surface of Hella. The changes have been minor, but definite. It is as though another small thruster was added to the side of the ship. The kind of thrust that might be caused by air leaking into the void of space. This thrust ended within a few hours of our takeoff, and seemingly by itself. Additionally, my calculations for the amount of propellant force it will take to turn the vessel have been slightly off ever since that initial thrust ended. My only conclusion is that something must have cut through the hull of the carte blanche, sealed its path to avoid detection, and now lurks among us. Invader. But what the hell do they want from us? I cannot know. I was watching a stream with Rita when she left to find a snack just before midnight, but she never returned. And I take it from your presence here that Buddy and Ransom have gone missing as well. How did you know? There is no other possible reason that you two would spend time together on purpose. Hey now! The invader's method seems to be finding us individually and picking us off one by one. Ransom was alone in the infirmary. Rita was alone in the kitchen. Buddy was in the bathroom. The light was on when I got there. Damn it! why didn't I wake up? I do not think you can blame yourself, Vespa. I have reason to believe that this invader is a master of stealth. It's shown so already. It? Yes. I suspect our invader is inhuman, but biological in nature. In short, there is an alien aboard this ship. An alien? Seriously? How? All humans have ever found are extinct civilizations of them. There aren't supposed to be any. Ah, but there are. A great many of them. What? How long have you known this, Sikuliak? It's no secret if you pay attention. Some aliens even live among us. In our cities. In disguise. In our government. Wait, what? Esteemed scholars have determined that they've even reached our highest elected positions. The smartest of them assume our shape, infiltrate our ranks, Wait, and... wait, wait, God, God it! wait. Did you see this alien? No. Hear it? Find a footprint or something? No. And no. Do you have literally any proof for this alien theory? No. Oh, God damn it! Why the hell? I can come to no other conclusion. Our situation lines up exactly with the facts reported by the scholars I have learned from, via a respected educational text that Rita showed me this very evening. A stream documentary entitled, Conspiracy, Conspiracy Files, Files 9, 9, The Human Terrarium. What? It's this dumb documentary series Rita likes. In the first half of each doc, they go deep into a conspiracy theory, and in the second half, they debunk it. I would not know. We did not watch the second half because Rita said that it was very boring. Look what you did, Steele. He was fine until your secretary started rubbing off on him. A collision of unlike personalities, if approached with an open mind, can lead only to a broadening of the spirit. Oh, he's fine. See, just like we found him. Still got the quiet wisdom and everything. Thank you. 
I heard that quote in Conspiracy Files 13. ESP and Psychic Force are definitely real. Its arguments were very compelling. Yeah, okay, so we broke him. What do you want from me? And wait a second. You said Rita disappeared just before midnight, but I saw her at one. She said she was going to powder her nose and then use the bathroom. She didn't disappear. She just forgot. It happens. And now we three morons are standing around scaring each other with ghost stories because the rest of the crew is smart enough to find a quiet place to sleep. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. All right, story time's been fun, but I'm going to bed. But that does not explain Ransom, who has left the infirmary on a broken leg. And hold on, Steele. Why the hell were you awake and walking the halls at one in the morning? I was just, you know, thinking about things. And then there's the direst evidence so far. The invader has already... Damn it, the hell is going on? Did you hear that? The goddamn explosion? Yeah, Vespa, I heard it clear enough that it probably tore an eardrum open. Yeah, explosion, duh! I meant the scream! Uh, scream? Whether or not there was a scream, there's something very pressing I must tell you Damn it, I I know what I heard! There was buddy screaming! Vespa, please cannot wait, the invader When I head up the helm and look down the hall to my left, I see Buddy running away from something. She looks terrified. Help me! I'm coming, bud! I don't like this. Even before I became half nuts and useless, my experience was all in assassinations. Stealth. Research the threat before you go in, then neutralize. But I don't know what's chasing Buddy, and I don't know where she's going. I think of Ransom out my window again. I think of how I'd take him down if I had to. I have a plan like that for every person on this ship, because it pays to be prepared. Well, every person except Buddy. After me! Vespa, where are you? Slow down, bud. I'm right behind you. Vespa! But she doesn't slow down. She runs corner after corner so fast that all I can see is a flash of a pant leg and a red trail of hair. She looks back at me only once. Her hair's out of place and her fake eyes clicking like a camera lens. And knowing how much she hates showing that feels like I have a knife scraping the inside of my ribs. I want to hold her and tell her she's beautiful no matter which way her hair falls. And if she still wants to hide her scars, I want to help her pin her hair back in place. Then she turns away from me and ducks into an office. A planning room that looks at the front of the ship. At a dead end. In here. Hurry! All right, bud. It's okay. You're safe now. And, buddy? Where where are you? There's nowhere else she could have gone. Nowhere to hide here except beneath her desk. And she isn't there. Sometimes it pays to be paranoid. That's part of what makes quitting the habit so hard. Because even if it only saves you one out of every thousand times, you spend the other 999 convinced this is the time that counts. A good assassin is at least a little scared, always. And right now, I'm terrified. Right now, it feels like there's something breathing down my neck. It feels like it's closing in, but I don't see anything. It feels like it's on top of me. And there's nothing I can do. Good night, Vespa. Vespa! Steel? Sekuliak? God damn it, you can't just run away in the middle of- ah! Ah! The hell is happening on this stupid ship? Another tear in the hull! And in this room! Buddy's files are alive! I have spot sealant for small ruptures in the hull! Grab hold of me while I close this! Ah! There? Perfect! Just a few inches more! 
you were in here when the explosion happened, did you see what caused it? I didn't! Why the hell did you run ahead of us? I heard Buddy calling them for help, and I saw her running away! Did you? I didn't see anyone, Vespa. Are you sure? Sure of what, Steel? Oh, you know what I was gonna say! Don't say it! Well, Buddy isn't exactly here, is she? If you're trying to tell me I'm a lunatic, Steel, just spit it all already! You want it? You got it, because I didn't see Buddy, and I'm sick of you treating me like an idiot just because I can't see your... Oh, wow, I am shouting, like, super loud, aren't I? You are. Now, we must return to the helm immediately. But, wait a second, we aren't done investigating here. Our investigation will not mean much if we and the carte blanche are torn to pieces in the rings of this planet. If we what? That is what I had to tell you. Look out that window, quickly, and see where our ship is headed. I pull back one of the curtains on Buddy's window and look to the nose of the carte blanche. Oh no. No, no, no. A blue and orange planet is huge in front of us, and we're dead on to crash straight into it. If we can even make it that far, because before the planet are its rings, and we're about to enter those now. Hundreds of ice balls and asteroids and spears of space junk ready to rip our ship to shreds. If we can even make it that far, because even closer than the rings, I see something worse. And the sight just makes me feel sick and scared and pissed off, because this is not the time for me to be hallucinating. He's standing on the nose of the ship again. The planet's bright, and I can only see his blurry shadow, but I'm sure it's him. Ransom in my head again. I close my eyes, shake my head, and he's gone. And I'm about to let it slide until I see Steele's face, and he says... What the hell? Did you see that? See what? Someone was out there in freaking space. I couldn't see them clearly, just a silhouette, but like legs and arms, and it wasn't bulky enough to be a spacesuit, and they were just standing out there, and, and they... they Vanished. You saw him, too? Of course we did. They were right there. But... So it, it's... real? So, so when I saw him earlier, that was real, too. Wait, what? You have already seen the invader, Vespa? I guess so. Then why the hell didn't you say anything? I, I thought I just... I thought he was just... I didn't think you'd believe me. So what, you think I don't give a damn about exploding in the middle of space? This is kind of way too important for me not to listen. Did you recognize them? Then you'll believe me. Obviously. No matter what I say. Because I mean it, Steel. I know what I saw out there, and I know how you're going to try to write it off. So I need to hear you say this now. You have to believe me, no matter what. So? Sure. Yeah, whatever. Just say it. Like I said before... The hardest part of having hallucinations isn't when you see things that aren't there, it's when you see things that are, and you can't believe them. Maybe I could have stopped this if I told Buddy as soon as I saw Ransom outside. Maybe nobody would have believed me. But I'm sure of one thing now. I'm not going to stop until they listen, and until we've got that thief by the goddamn throat. Vespa? It was Ransom. I saw Peter Ransom standing on the side of the ship, and then he just disappeared. <clears throat> so, Steele, you said you would. Now let me ask you, do you believe me? If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. 
Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the Penumbra Podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you'll receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actors Chloe Cunha, Joshua Elon, and Noah Symes. Uh, Juno is trying so hard, and Vespa is like, well, fuzz you! Um, <laughs> not, not, taking any, not taking any of it. Not, yeah, no, yeah. really does not believe him at all, and it's really sad. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They're so... Um, you know, we, we were noting in rehearsal, um, I think it was Sophie who said it, that they're so similar, really. They're, they're really... Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you the posters, shirts, pins, and socks your hearts desire. Just go to dftba.com and search for the Penumbra podcast. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Minchowski, A Few Too Many Lizard Noises, Co, Liesling Voss, Miasma is a Milf, Lynn Go, NB Shaper, Jasper James, Caroline Seidman, Space Lizard Kisses When, Red L, Izzy J, Kim Dauber, Jay Yanizelli, Karen ZH, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Shadows on the Ship, was told by the following people. Chloe Cunha as Vespa Ilke, Joshua Elon as Juno, Alexander Stravinsky as Jet, Sarah Gazdovich as Buddy, Noah Symes as Ransom, and Mertz as Vespa's father. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear travelers. We hope you will join us again soon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.